episode 993 and it's the relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron strang and joining me from loverland virginia it's jesse carey hello hello from nashville tennessee artist producer and mogul Derek minor what's happening what's happening and once again sitting in for jamie ivy our very own downtown emily brown somewhere in texas hey y'all deep in the heart of texas I think that's a song. It is a song. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to actor Joel Edgerton, who you've seen in a bunch of Star Wars movies, most recently on Obi-Wan um, and Great Gatsby, but a bunch of stuff. His new film out that we talked to him about. Don't want to miss that. Also, we have slices. At the end of the show, we have a Tyler Huckabee game called I'm a Believer. Yay. I'm a believer. You don't want to miss that. Stay tuned. Yeah, Cameron. I know we got a lot to get to today. Yeah, but lots. I had a I had a I had an awkward interaction um, that I just need to get off my chest. I haven't told anybody about this. I'm walking back uh, to the to the office where I work out of um, the other day from you know getting getting a cup of coffee, and it's a Cameron. You've been right down here. It's it's mm-hmm. at the at the oceanfront in Virginia Beach. A lot of pedestrian traffic and a lot of little alleyways. So Jesse's walking around his little business attire. Everybody walking past him is in their swimsuits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very casual, very casual, very awkward, uh, especially when you're in business attire and everyone's in swimsuits. But I see a group like all kind of huddle up and go into an alleyway. And for some reason in my mind, I don't know why. It was something about the way they're standing all looking at one of the, the guys. I thought. I've stumbled into some street magic. Like I literally thought one of them had like a deck of cards or a coin and was doing, I don't know why that was the first thing that thought to my mind is like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm stumbling into legit street magic right here. Jesse, you got, did you follow them? Followed them because <laughs> if you see what you presume street magic happening, I feel like you kind of, you, you kind of just got to know. But they went into like an alley and it was like, as soon as I turned the corner, it was obvious that I was following them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there was no, tur- it, it, it was like, I could have like awkward. It was too awkward at that point. So it was like, okay, I'm going to just walk past them, but kind of slow down in my mind. I'm going to get pulled into the street magic trick, you know, but I walk up because they're all standing around one guy. I walk up and I kind of look over and I'm thinking, is it a coin? Is it, is it one of those mind, con- those, those mind reading things where he's writing a number? Is it a deck of cards? I go. And as soon as I get close enough, they all turn and look at me. And it's just a guy handing out cigarettes to, to his buddies. Like, they're literally just like trying to find a place to smoke off the, and they all just stare at me and I just stare at them. And I, I literally said, for some reason, I thought this was street magic. And I just got out of there. I just walked away. And they just silently watched me leave. Am I wrong? Am I in the wrong here? Because I feel like if you think you're going to see it, you have see, to go investigate. Here's the thing, though. Um, group of what men. about them made you automatically jump to street magic? Because I don't think Did they have seen, a top hat or something? No, I've never like, seen a single person no, no. and thought... 
that's a magician. No, you know? never, they, never well, in my life. The, the fact that you said suggested a street magician's going to wear a top hat <laughs> suggests that you don't know what street magic is. No offense, I, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to figure out what was the tail. That's what I'm trying to find. Is the tail like did he did he have on a tuxedo? Was there a little no? No, they were dressed like very cool customers. That's what was he just walking around with a deck of cards like flagging them out like gambit? No, but I saw something in his hand. It turned out to be cigarettes, but. I it could it have was. been a gun, Jesse. Could have been. He could but have been picking up a group of guys, and we're going to go in the alley, and I'm going to rob you. And you're like, "Hey, me too." Like, I'm telling you, have you ever seen up close to magic? You don't. Like, right. That's no. where my mind would have gone if all those no. guys are following a dude and they're trying to get some privacy, and I, then they're I all staring at me. They trying to buy some them. crack. I remember, I, I as I was walking away, I remember, why did I think that was street magic? Like, that is the, yeah. the, the, wor- the, the weirdest conclusion to jump to. Because you have an innocent mind, my friend. I was going to say, I love that you think so highly of humanity that people are doing, like, street alley magic. <laughs> That's not the reality, though. Listen, Emily, street magic does happen. It does happen. Hey, let's go in this dark alley. I just learned this new uh, street magic trick. I'm going to sh- make me. a uh, uh, quarter. <laughs> Derek, come by Derek this is a prime opportunity for you to go. That's why privilege my friend like the fact that he's walking down an alley and all he thinks about it it could be street magic did did i did i have to even say it though because all the black people listening to the show is like "Uh uh-oh this is not going in don't follow people down an alley (laughs) all the black all the black people hispanic people was like we're gonna see how this will play out he's alive so you know i'd like to clarify i think a lot of white people also are probably thinking that oh yeah i I would hope so i would hope so (laughs) where do you go hey Quick question: Where do you guys think street magic happens? Okay, it happens on the streets. I don't know. On the streets, right. but there's not somebody filming. It ain't street magic, my friend. You, this is like, you gotta practice. In I'm not following yeah. anybody in the alleyway. I don't no. care if we was in Las like, Vegas and David Blaine was walking yeah. down the street. I'm not following. They might be trying to rob David Listen, Blaine. Yeah, for David all Blaine's I know. A tourist, it's, a tourist area. it's a tourist area. It's a tourist area. For all I know, there's a wandering street magician looking doing stuff for tricks. It's not that absurd if you put yourself in my shoe. It's now, extremely when- absurd. It's 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 it's, it's extremely absurd. Like it it's is. not even like it relatively is. not absurd. If you, if, there, if you thought it was a sixty percent chance it was street magic, would you investigate? Because no, because the forty percent chance is it could have been no, something no, totally because, different. Because if you st- Stumble into street magic, it's the best story ever. You, you come back and you're like, you guys are not gonna believe it. No, I, I, right. I, I legit saw some street magic. You guys, you won't believe it. I just got robbed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. I used to have thirty dollars on me. Now I have nothing. Yeah. Right, it's vanished. You explain it. <laughs> it vanished. It's street magic, buddy. You got mugged. Yeah. It's its own form of street magic. <laughs> it's a street magic. Watch hey. me make Jesse's wallet disappear. Wallet disappear. Wow. Exactly. Right. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I, you you, you got to live your life in a way that if, if you see something, Cameron, I feel like over the years, we've told a lot of great stories on this podcast. And the reason is because you have to let your social curiosity flourish. No, when you, you think don't. something funny is happening out there in the world, you got to go take a gander, you know? <laughs> Jesse, is that a real story, bro? Yes. Are you <laughs> it happened, I, Dude, I was walking in, and I was literally, as I was like, dude, I cannot believe this, man. This, because the way they kind of like pulled to the side, oh, the, the, the way God. they kind of pulled to the side and it was clear he had something in his hand, I was like, I, 
No one's. Uh, this is unbelievable. I was like, I, I was literally thinking, <laughs> I'm going to go check this thing out. Hand, dude. I'm going to go check this thing out, and I'm going to have it a great story heroin, for the pod. Dog, it oh was heroin, dog. Oh my god, <laughs> he's passing out meth. Like literally, <laughs> I literally thought this is going to be a great story for the pod. I'm going to go check out the street <laughs> magic right now. It is a great story. As I got close and they started looking at me, that's when I realized, you know, I've got to find my way out of this alley. This but. is great. <laughs> I feel like you uh, have a bucket list, and on that bucket list is like see real live street magician or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's and even if I cross it off, it would it would ju- I would never cross it off because I'd want to see it again. You know. All right. <laughs> Let's get let's get going. There's a lot to get to in today's show. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's slices. Listening to the 1975, the song is Happiness. It's the dance floor edit. A little update. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, hey, speaking of... My eyes are still speaking, watering from just thinking about you following a drug deal into an alley. I, I promise, I, promise thinking, I did not make that innocently story Innocently thinking that it's going to be street magic. I, I, don't, I don't regret it. I, like I said, if it happened again, I would do it again because I'm not going to pass up street magic. And speaking of street magic and magicians, uh-huh. I'm, I'm very excited about uh, this slice um, because this slice has everything you want. It has a magician. <laughs> it has uh, a, a buried biblical treasure. And it has a self-proclaimed micronation. Okay. What? Yeah. So do, do you guys know the name uh, Yuri Geller? No. Mm-mm. So Yuri Geller, uh, actually on on a, on a podcast I used to do called Hiding Something, he was a, a major character in season two of that show because Yuri Geller was a like a professional mentalist, like uh, like Cameron, like the one that we had seen at Disney that one time doing table side after magic, our Christmas like, party after our staff Christmas yeah. party. Your Yeller, he rose to fame first for like bending spoons with his mind, a trick that Cameron you and I have seen another in table person. side kind of yep. much, yeah do. Uh, but he he could also do these sort of like mind reading tricks and he would do these shows. Anyway, he was eventually employed by the CIA for the Project Stargate program, where he was kind of one of the original kind of psychic spies that was working for the CIA, as well as for Mossad in Israel. He also got hired by a lot of like oil companies to do dowsing, which is essentially kind of using extrasensory perception to find buried oil or water it's it's you know a, sort of a, a pseudoscience that has been around for a long time anyway yuri geller also has a reputation for being a showman and you know obviously uh, mentalism is as much well i'll say this 
the, the CIA did dabble with it, but Yuri Geller's mostly known for kind of being a little bit of a trickster. Um, but he recently announced that he was founding his own micro nation, which is uh, he, he essentially he bought this island off the coast of Scotland and he's declaring it sovereign. It's called uh, the Republic of Lamb because of the, the island's called Lamb Island. So he so Karen, we've talked about this before yeah. of uh, you, you have a relative uh, uh, who, who started. Yeah. yeah who started a, their own sovereign nation. Uh, but the reason he started uh, this this micronation is because he wants to explore this island because he has become convinced after reading documents that date back to the 1500 that is actually the home to buried treasure that resulted from that how the treasure got there was that the daughter of the pharaoh who uh, uh, basically had his army destroyed when the Red Sea crashed down on him uh, in, in the in the Old Testament story of yeah. the Israelites escape from Egypt. That that Pharaoh's daughter ended up taking her father's treasure to go hide it because his army was destroyed and there was no one to defend it. And she hid it on this island off the coast of Scotland. That is sort of this legend and theory. How, could, she, how to, could the daughter of a Pharaoh get from Egypt to Scotland? Well, by boat, like there's there's so there's documents from the 1500s that that, you know, that's the origin of this legend. Now, obviously, it's disputed by a lot of historians, but there are medieval documents that suggest this is the history. The other thing is the island that has two islands right next to it. Yuri Yeller says that they are in the exact same sort of like uh um, uh, proximity to each other, uh, you know, it, like to scale as the Egyptian pyramids, like they form their own sort of triangular pyramid. That's the exact same. It's it sounds pretty wild. But either way, Yuri Geller has bought this island. He has declared it its own sovereign micronation. And he will soon be trying to find a possible buried biblical treasure. If we had a, if we had to have like a slice checkbox. This one had like five of eight things that you want in a perfect slice. We got a magician. We got a micro nation. We got an old Bible story. We got buried treasure. This is a story I'm going to be, I'm going to be standing on top of. This is happening now. Yeah. Yeah. Yuri Geller uh, declared, you know, declared that the island was sovereign this week. But is Scotland going to say no? (laughs) Like is Scotland going to how do you declare like do i is it like a michael scott i declare bankruptcy thing or like what's the process from what i understand essentially <laughs> like you just kind of say hey it's it's sovereign i i don't think i don't think scotland's gonna go to war with them i mean uh i think it's more or less a publicity stunt but it is sort of there are some islands that is a gray area because he actually owns the island yeah oh because he owns the island yeah he bought he purchased the island yeah that's different than King Strang declaring Beaver Island in Michigan a sovereign nation. Um, yeah, he was yeah. just kind of calling what? dibs on it, but that's not how that works. I have a distant relative named King Strang that is uh, broke off from after Joseph Smith died in the Mormon world. Brigham Young and Strang were basically vying to take over, and Brigham Young BYU won. And King Strang took his followers and went up to this to Beaver Island in Michigan and declared it a sovereign nation and appointed himself king. Do yourself a favor and read the Wikipedia on King Strang and Beaver Island. It is oh, bizarre. I it cannot did. wait. 
And yeah. hey, I would also look up the Wikipedia on uh, Yuri Geller. Not only was he is he a, a spy for the been a spy for both the CIA and Mossad and a stage magician. He's arguably the weirdest current living guy. Do you know who's <laughs> guess who the best man at his wedding was years ago? Uh, Nicholas Cage. Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay, like I'm okay. telling you, Relax. he is. He Relax. is one of the weirdest guys. He, I mean, he counts like he hangs out with like presidents and celebrities because he is the world's sort of like preeminent mentalist. Seriously, one of the most interesting dudes in the entire world. Great at parties out. is what you're saying. Yeah. He's, all yeah. right. If you see him walking down an alley, follow him because you're likely going to see some cool streets. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. He's going to try and sell you drugs or he's going to mug you. All right, Emily, what do you have? Um, I have some other weird news. Um, okay, really quick. How many of y'all like candy corn? I like it. It's fine. I'm not, I don't have a sweet tooth, but I don't hate it the way people hate okay. it. Do we have any haters or lovers of candy corn? I'm a hater. I'll say it. I'm pretty I'm indifferent. indifferent. Pretty indifferent. Yeah, I'm yeah. indifferent. Right. I don't okay, hate well, it. Well, I'm going to say I strongly hate them. So, um, I already just, I just think they're gross and I think there's so much better candy out there, but for reasons unknown, uh, the creators of candy corn have decided to come out with a few new fall flavors for their tailgate themed, like uh, campaign that they're doing. So these new, so it looks like candy corn, but the flavor is a little different. So they have some that taste like fruit punch, ice cream, popcorn, hamburger, and hot dog. Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. You pop in the little triangle mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and it tastes like you're eating a hamburger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I don't know who asked for this. I certainly did not. And for some reason, yeah, you can buy these. Um, you they come in. You can buy them at Walgreens right now. And so, if you've ever wanted to have a bite-sized version of a hot dog, again, don't know who's ever had said that anywhere in their life. But if you want that, you can now buy it at stores. And they've done this before. They come out with kind of different flavors. Um, I, I don't know anybody that in real life that has ate these, like, eaten them. But I guess it's a way to remind people that you can buy candy corn all year round. Because uh, earlier this year, they actually had um, what they called the taco truck, which was taco flavored jelly beans. Um, again, I don't know who's over there in the candy factory thinking up these ideas, but they might need to get someone new because these are, I'll say it, these are terrible ideas. I have never wanted hot dog flavored anything but especially candy no but 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 the thing is like you have to use it like prank candy like yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. the move is you get the bowl no, of no. You, you you get the bowl no. of regular candy corn put it out yeah. you know wait wait till the fall little do they know there's five or six hamburger hot dogs one just floating around in 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 i think the i would immediately like throw rant. up if i ate one on accident big, fam, big, big homie big homie if i come to your crib <laughs> and i go to get some candy and this candy tastes like a hot dog I'm fighting the host, like on site. I'm gonna the, beat the you up in is, your own house. The thing is, no the thing is, magic tricks. The thing is, no magic yeah, most tricks. People eat by the rope. handful, so you just get a hint of hot dog. Yeah, like, it's you're the like, random popcorn Jelly Belly. You're eating all the yeah. tropical flavors, and there's a popcorn one in the middle, and just ruins the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. All right, what do you have, Derek? Uh, so scientists brought dead pig organs back to life. So <laughs> we're about. Uh, Five years out from The Walking Dead starting, clearly, because uh, we just don't know when to quit. So, hope y'all enjoyed it. We had a good run. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's what I just found Zombie out. Zombie pigs are taking over. 
Zombie pigs are going to be taken. Was over. it just was it just to see if we can bring organs back to life? They're just going to start with pig ones. I think just, the yeah. purpose is for um, organ transplants. That's what the quote air quotes purpose is. I don't know why you want to bring something that's dead back to life besides starting the zombie apocalypse. But hey, I'm just. A rapper, so there's that. But yeah, they pumped this uh this blood substitute called Organ X through these dead pig uh organs, and it started to and they these pigs have been dead for over an hour, so it's not like any second guessing whether they're dead or not. They've been dead for like an hour. You pump this anti this uh this blood substitute, and it started to actually reverse decomposition, and they actually begin to you know pump blood through these organs so uh yeah <laughs> guys for christians this has a major question like of like the soul mm -hmm. and the spirit realm like if a uh, like let's say 10 years from now five years from now a pig comes back to life somebody died tragically they go to humans they upgrade you know like bring in a human back to life but the soul has left the body if we believe that as a christian mm -hmm. it's like that is a zombie. <laughs> that is a literal uh, carcass of a human yeah, walking around. But, but but what if the soul reanimates? You know, what if the what what if the mind regains its consciousness? Well, they'll get a know? million dollar well, publishing deal in the Christian book industry about going to heaven and coming back again. So, man, look, I just want to put a PSA because I'm the oh, I'm just and I know you, I'm always the guy that do this, and I know I get. You know, I got a couple of DMs from people that's like, you know, sometimes, Derek, you push it a little too much. But I'm just going to put a PSA out there because I could tell you that if it was 10 scientists in there, maybe one of them is black. And it's probably the black dude that wear Birkenstocks. So it's, you know what I'm saying? But all I'm saying is white people, can y'all just stop? <laughs> Like, we, we, listen, man, can y'all look, bro, because y'all got all the money. So, ain't no Darius and, and Javante and them ain't in there trying to bring no pigs back to life. It's all Ted's and Todd's and all them people. So, look, Ted and Todd, bro, look. We seen the movies, bro. We seen the movies, bro. Oh, we done already seen it, bro. We know how this end, bro. You not gonna do better than The Walking Dead or Night of the Living Dead. We come on, man. Hold on. What science lab has the one black scientist wearing Birkenstocks in it, though? Like, why it's, did he have Birkenstocks? On? I'm just saying, it's it's the black dude that you know. We don't black people come in all shapes. I mean, we come in all uh -huh. sizes. So I'm not trying to start any colorism thing but i'm just saying it's it's dante and them ain't in there bro you know what i'm saying trevavius criterius all them cats they not in there they just minding their business they're watching the walking dead you know what i'm saying chilling watching walking dead and see y'all gonna go here and do all this stuff and then i'm gonna mess around and gonna have to shoot my cousin because he got bit by one of these pigs might shoot him in the head bro i'm just saying bro like please stop bro like we just look man we didn't endure too much man we didn't endure covid they got monkey pox oh out they got another disease out called laryngitis or something from china bro Bro, we didn't see everything. Laryngitis. What are you talking? I don't know. I it start with it start with an L. It start with an L. I don't know what it is, but I'm just saying. Like it's look, look, man. I didn't know that was disease. I thought it was just when you 
talk to you. <laughs> I don't know. I know it start with an L. Like they got a, it's another it's one. A new one. They, they, these at this point, these diseases is dropping like albums and mixtapes, bro. It's whole rollouts to these ones. They got music oh videos and everything. But I'm saying, can we just not have zombie pigs, bro? We didn't deal with it. I didn't do the capital been storm. We got political stuff going on. We got all kind of the earth is moving faster than it. I mean, literally, the earth is actually spinning faster right now than it's supposed to. So I'm like, bro, can we not add zombies to the mix? I'm about to fling off of this like, thing. Bro, can we not add zombies to the mix? Man. And you know pigs, pigs are mean. I mean, like... But they're not nice. If you encounter a pig in the wild... They're not nice. Let alone a zombie pig? Whew. And you know yeah. if Ted gets bit by the zombie pig, he gonna cover it up. He not gonna tell nobody because he want to live because he got to go back to his nice house and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we look, bro. I'm telling you, look, look how our response was to COVID. It's it was awful. Like so, just the zombie apocalypse. It's a wrap. Like we just out of here. People won't even wear a mask with a COVID. You, they you know they definitely not gonna shoot their cousin that got bit by a zombie. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna wear a mask. You definitely ain't gonna shoot your shoot your cousin. So I'm just saying, y'all white folks, bro. Like, I don't like I don't want to make it the right thing, bro. But for real, y'all know, y'all know, Catravius ain't in there whipping up no uh, zombie apocalypse serums. So, right, bro, y'all right. cut it out, man. Thank y'all. I love y'all, man. I really do love y'all for real. I mean, these are all valid points, but. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I mean, we're not talking from the pigs' perspective. I'm pretty sure the pigs are pretty stoked about this development. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys, I'm not gonna believe it. <laughs> we do a lot for pigs, okay? I sometimes I watch like local news bloopers of my yeah. kids. You know, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're wholesome. You know, most yeah. for the most part. Sure. And there's one where the news anchors did a story about this like engineer who I listen. I don't know how the pig lost its legs, but this pig didn't have back legs. And he and he and he put this little like little roller skate little wheel system, and the pig could you know like yeah. use his front legs and, and kind of go <laughs> scoot around. Right. And they put it up on the screen, and the news anchors are talking about it. it's a very touching human interest story. And then they read the pig's name. <laughs> and they just broke down laughing because it went from like a sentimental like oh look what this they did they helped this pig who had no legs you know just like these scientists with pigs in their organs but the pig's name was chris p bacon and no nah, nah, bro that wasn't the pig name bro chris p bacon and <laughs> that, that is genius oh, that's so cold-blooded <laughs> I'm, look i'm sure the pig's just stoked he's got the little wheels now i don't so know you can it's, you can give him a humiliating name it's like it, it's fair it's a fair trade off well, you oh get to be gosh. crispy bacon but you get the little wheels to go around. All right, now, now, Cameron you brought up a great point earlier in mm. in, in, the, in my segment mm. imagine man you in the bosom of Christ you just love it man you done made it to heaven you got yeah. your mansion and then next thing you know the zombie yeah. uh, thing done brought yeah. you back to earth yeah. bro I'd be so mad I'd be I like dang man y'all kill me again man send me on back up back to, to heaven bro like, I'll be so upset bro like that <laughs> it is interesting to divide between people who believe in an afterlife and eternal life and right. and desire it like that's our ultimate that's our real form yeah. that's where that's home that's where we want right. to go right you right. know versus people who don't believe in that and they're trying to 
elongate life here on earth, right. you know, and, mm-hmm. and be God essentially, which is just an interesting yeah. divide in the scientific and faith communities right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bro. Anyway. All right. Yeah. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned up next. Actor Joel Edgerton joins us. You got a love that's a real long shot. Breaking the bank for you know we spot. When she comes around, you lay your money down. You're listening to the Black Keys. The song is It Ain't Over. But the song is over now. But the song ain't over. It ain't over. All right. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Joel Edgerton, who you've seen in a bunch of Star Wars movies, including uh, the recent Obi-Wan series. It's awesome. As well as movies like The King, Warrior, The Great Gatsby, Zero Dark Thirty, The Green Knight, and many more. He's one of the stars of 13 Lives, the incredible true story of uh, the soccer team that got rescued after they were caught in a Thai cave-in. He's joined here by producer Raymond Fadhanavi Rangoon to talk about making the movie as authentic as possible, the challenge and danger recreating the rescue, and why this story is so different and important. Here's our conversation with Joel Edgerton. Takes a certain kind of mindset for the deep cave diving. You have to be a bit nuts. They're very, very dangerous. High water level and a low visibility. Barely shoulder wide. Pulling against very strong currents. Last seen nine days ago, 12 boys and their coach are trapped in the flooded caves. So first up, you're going to be hearing from the producer here. This is Raymond Pathan of Virangoon. And Raymond is talking about this movie's, uh, how they brought in a, a Thai community, a Thai cast, Thai crew, to make sure this movie felt as authentic as possible to the real story. This is not a movie about how America shows up and saves the day. Uh, that's not what happened in the actual situation. So Raymond talked a little bit about making sure that this movie wasn't Hollywoodized past all recognition and how he fought to protect that. Here's what he had to say um yeah i mean um i was brought in you know a couple of months after i think um during the scripting and you know one of the things that i really appreciated was how receptive ron was in terms of ideas he was just really curious i think that's one of the things i really liked about the way ron works is that he has an innate sense of curiosity to actually understand so how does this work and he's always asking me these kinds of questions and sometimes the, the answers are quite funny because they're so specific like for example you know when we were talking about the monk in the film the crew bar you know we said oh he's you know he has to be Burmese and then he said why and I said because they don't shave their eyebrows and then it's just tiny tiny little details like that that you know like makes it authentic and I think that that's one of the things that you know um, you know we did our best to you know really get across that you know we really did our research and you know Ron has been uber 
receptive about you know all of these little minute details and of course our cast who did their own research and did their own materials to really make them as you know real as possible like you know joel edgerton is an actor who i always like because it brings a real physicality to his roles and that was really important for this one because those are when you watch this movie those are the actors uh actually and they're doing these cave diving scenes that you see uh and he talked a little bit about what it was like to actually be involved in this process on on such a close intimate and very physical level it really was exciting and you know I think, you know, we're in a controlled environment, but at the same time with all of the, you know, fast track training and, and, and understanding, uh, you know, the madness, it seems, of, of underwater cave diving, of diving in zero visibility with all this extra equipment. And, and of course, in this case of the rescue, getting towards a point where we could carry stunt people um, and the kids unconscious, pretending to be unconscious through these really difficult obstacles. We were in a safe environment. We were very well looked after and very well trained and guided. But there were moments that it really underlined for us how dangerous cave diving is, how dangerous it can be if you aren't in the safe environment that we're in. But it was fun because, you know, I can't imagine – where where is there another job that you get to go <laughs> and kind of live out what what's like a childhood fantasy which is like pretending to be a real life hero which I'm not <laughs> and learning a new skill and understanding something that you may not have uh, investigated before. And I feel like every movie, most movies give you that opportunity to learn something new about a culture, about history, about a skill that you may just have not had the time in your life or the interest to look at. And somebody gives you that opportunity, opens the door to that, and you take it. And it is fun. And you make sure along the way that you try and look after yourself. And last but not least, Raymond again had some really interesting, I thought, uh, thoughts about not only the this movie being a, a really interesting story, a very inspiring story, but really an important story uh, at a, and a very contrary to a lot of what we see in uh, the headlines today and what he thought is so resonant about this movie, uh, what's so resonant about this story, and it certainly resonated with me. Here's what he had to say. For myself, um, I remember one of the first conversations I had with Ron, which was, you know, when he said, look, we're going through a pandemic. The world is, you know, not always the best place, but there's a real opportunity here to make a film that show how wonderful it is that, you know, we can all come together and show that, you know, regardless of nationalities and all these divisions that we have, that we can do something miraculous. And this film is a reminder of that. And I think that the fact that it happened in Thailand and the fact that we are all here is, you know, in the end, yes, it's a Thai story and it happened in Thailand, but I really want to consider it as a human story that everybody can actually relate to, regardless of any kinds of like, you know, divisions that we have. And honestly, we need this kind of film now to remind us of that. And for me, and I hope also for the Thai actors, we're just part of it and to really show, you know, our culture and, you know, the things that, you know, um, we did also to really help to make this miracle happen. And I think that, you know, with Ron's help in really, you know, like caring about the authenticity and caring about what ties really feel and what we really think, I think, you know, we, we, we managed that, I believe, and I hope that everybody agrees when they watch it. 
ันได้นะครับว่าเด็กๆต้องออกมาได้อย่างปลอดภัยครับ You're talking about the five-hour dive. You try and dive those kids the whole way, all you be bringing out is dead bodies. With oxygen running low, the entire nation is anxiously waiting for what will happen next. That was Joel Edgerton. Make sure to check out 13 Lives. It's out now on Amazon. It's incredible. Don't miss it. Listening to Love, L A U V. The song is "Stranger," which maybe you shouldn't follow into an alley. All right. Well, little little housekeeping note: Jesse had to run to an important business meeting in the alley behind his office. He's going to a magic show. Uh, Don't let him lie to you. Yeah, yeah, he saw a magician walk by his window, and he went running out of the studio. So Jesse is not with us for this final segment. But that magician had a gun and some meth. I don't know if like, what was going on. And a top hat. Don't forget the top hat. <laughs> Jesse had to go. Oh, man. All right. So we have a game. Tyler wrote it. It is called Now I'm a Believer. <laughs> All right. Well, in an age of fake news, misleading headlines, and misinformation, it's harder than ever to discern fact from fiction. Almost anyone can post news with an authoritative tone, and most of us accept it as truth without taking the time to really analyze the claims. Yes, misinformation is on the rise, and pretty much everyone knows the feeling of realizing that something they heard on the internet may not actually be true, which is too bad because the world is unbelievable enough. Without fake news, making things more complicated. In this game, each player will get three factoids that all seem too incredible to be true, and yet one of them is a real, verified fact. I even have a link to the evidence here on my document that Tyler provided, in case anybody is skeptical that it's a true thing. You must determine which is the real fact and which are fictions. If you get it right, you get a point. We will be playing Derek versus Emily. Derek, you are up. Here are your three facts. Tell me which is the real one. First, if you could fold a piece of paper in half 42 times, it would be thick enough to reach the moon from Earth. That's the first fact. Second fact, C.S. Lewis wrote a letter to President Abraham Lincoln when he was a child. Third fact, monkeys can teach themselves and teach others to use chopsticks, which is the real fact. I'm going with the monkeys, man. They're pretty smart. The real fact is that if you could fold a piece of paper in half 42 times, it would be thick enough to reach the moon from Earth. That makes no sense. Well, you can't fold it that many times. You can only fold it like eight times or something like that. Like, if, have you ever tried Why to like fold notice, a piece of Emily? paper as like small as possible? You get to a point where you like, I mean, you would have to use like industrial weapons to like actually fold. Like, I can't fold it by hand. Mm. Interesting. Okay. The more you know. All right. There you go. All right, Emily, you're up. You know. On his deathbed, filmmaker Stanley Kubrick claimed to have directed the film of the U.S. moon landing, according to his daughter. Or the Turritopsis jellyfish is biologically immortal and, unless killed by predators, will never die. Or 
Human eyesight begins to deteriorate within the first few weeks of infancy. Babies, it is believed, can see far more stars in the night sky than their parents. What's the real fact? I think it's the Stanley Kubrick one, but I also think that could be a conspiracy theory that I just believe is true. Like, because I know I've heard that before, but I don't know if it's fact. Mm -hmm. I'm going to I'm going to believe it. Is it true? The real fact is the Pteridopsis jellyfish is biologically immortal. It'll never die. So I am susceptible to theories is what we just learned. That's crazy. So that might be the, the zombie apocalypse starter right there. Don't get stung by the pteridopsis jellyfish. Every time you've said that word, you've said it differently. T-U-R-R-I-T-O-P-S. Yeah, me too. Pteridopsis. There you go. All right. You're up, Derek. Captain Planet's personality was based on Al Gore. Garfield is the most lucrative comic character in history. Or woolly mammoths were still alive when the pyramids were built. What's the true fact? Going with Captain Planet and Al Gore just because it's bizarre. <laughs> Woolly mammoths were still alive when the pyramids were built is the true fact. Hi, y'all. Hi, I will send you a link. I have the link. Tyler provided it. All right. Right, send me the link. Isn't it like carbon dating? Link. You, you can like find the bones and stuff and you can carbon date things. I think that's the I word. know, but still, I don't know, man. I mean, all right. There's we'll there's your there's your proof, Derek. <laughs> I just sent it to you. I'm looking all at right, this Emily. website. What is this website? This is a GeoSites <laughs> website, bro. Come on, man. All right, go ahead. All right, Emily. In 1998, workers from Area 51 tried to bring a class action lawsuit against the government for rare cancers they'd all somehow gotten on the job. The Supreme Court dismissed the lawsuit because their place of employment doesn't technically exist. Or Winston Churchill technically could have played Donkey Kong before his death. Or H&M stands for Haggai and Malachi, the last two books of the Old Testament. What's the true fact? All of these sound incredibly unbelievable. Um, okay, what was the, f the first one? In 1998, workers from Area 51 brought a cast action lawsuit against the government for rare cancers they'd all somehow gotten on the job. The Supreme Court dismissed it because their place of employment doesn't technically exist is the first one. I'm going to say that one because I want to know if that's true or not. That is true. That is the real wow. fact. Wow. Wow. There you go. That ain't even that far-fetched to me. <laughs> That's crazy. It seemed like, yeah, just bad stuff and working in the military. It seemed like that just A lot of magic tricks happening hand hand. at Area 51. Yeah. H&M does not stand for Haggai and Malachi, although every time you see that sign from now on, you will think it does. So <laughs> Yes. Um, all right. One nothing. Here we go, Derek. You can catch up with this one. Here we go. Paul McCartney had a hand in composing the iconic theme of the 1960s Batman TV show. Or... Though China is a world leader in many areas of technology, their engineers are unable to build a modern jet engine. Or, measured east to west at its widest point, the state of Texas is larger than the diameter of the moon. What's the true fact? What's the first one in here? Paul McCartney had a hand in composing the iconic theme of the 1960s Batman TV show. Man, you know what? We finna go at Texas, because Texas is... Everything's bigger in Texas, so we just. The true fact is, though China is a world leader in many areas of technology, no their way. engineers are unable to build a modern jet engine. I will send Ain't you the link. No There's like a billion way. people there, not one of them can make a jet engine. Ain't no way. That's a lie. Yeah. Send, send the link Boom. to that one. There it is. There's Bruh, the, come there's on, the link. man. You can't be sending me these uh, geo sites 
websites <laughs> with sketchy uh, gifs on the side of they're them. They're sourced. They're so- All right, here we go. Uh, Emily, you're up. One nothing. Here we go. Uh, Elijah Wood was able to film all of his scenes for the Lord of the Rings trilogy in two weeks. Or imitation vanilla is made using a beaver's anal excretion. Or mm. Olivia Rodrigo is the first person born after 2000 to have a song hit number one on the Billboard charts. What's the true fact? Um, I don't think it's Olivia Rodrigo because I think Billie Eilish would have beat that or someone else. Um, I'm going to go... Unfortunately, I do think it's the beaver one because that one is really gross. And I would like to think that Tyler didn't just make that up. That is correct. <sighs> imitation vanilla is made using a beaver's anal I'm excretion. never using imitation and vanilla again. Link. I do not I just, need a link to that. I, I and that is you. from nationalgeographic.com. That is that is a real <laughs> site. All right, here we go. Derek, you get, you're down two nothing. Mm. It's the last round, but we these are worth three points. So here you go. <laughs> Emily, like, look at look at this. <laughs> Hating on the woman. <laughs> Scientists don't technically understand how bicycles work. Or George Washington did not know how to write. Or, though the Bible is the best-selling book of all time, experts predict Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone will overtake it by 2030. What's the real fact? Uh, uh, B. Whatever that George was. Washington didn't know how to write. I have seen handwritten notes by him. No, yes, he did know how to write. The true fact is scientists don't technically understand how bicycles work. I thought that was it, but I just was like, man, look. I'll, Here, I'll, po- I'll, post, I'll post that one I don't too. know why, but in my mind, I'm like, I know how a bicycle works. Like, I don't know, but I don't think I could actually explain it. I don't know why. Uh, I, think yeah, I don't think I can. Either. <laughs> All right, Emily, last one just for fun. Here you go. Artists didn't know how to artificially make the color pink until the early, early 1900s. Nobody knows what roses actually smell like. All of our modern roses are hybrids with other better smelling flowers and natural roses are extinct. Or rabbits have 360 degree panoramic vision. What's the real fact? Pink roses or 360 vision? I think it's either pink or roses. I know it took us a long time to figure out how to make the color pink. I don't know if it took us that long, but I'll go with that one. The true fact is rabbits have a 360-degree panoramic vision. I just sent it. I just sent you the link from rabbitcaretips.com. So <laughs> rabbitcaretips.com verifies that. So you saying they can see behind themselves? I don't know how that even... Well, because their eyes do bulge out of their head. Maybe... I mean, I guess. that's. What, I don't like that. I feel like I'm never going to look at a... Like, I feel like that makes me uncomfortable around rabbits because now I can't hide from yes, them. Yes, it does. Remind me, uh, it reminds me of the most deaf lyric, but so big you can see it from the front. Mm. A rabbit could. Mm. (laughs) Makes sense. Interesting. (laughs) It's from the song Miss Fat Booty from 2004. Ah, there it is. I thought it was a song about rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, you won two nothing. Congratulations. You won won a game. I'm a believer. Hey, See, we got to remove Jesse from the equation. This one was wild. Okay, I could beat Jesse, maybe. Oh, here's know. here's just a bonus fact. This is true. Every oh, time gosh. you shuffle a deck of cards, it's almost certainly the first time a deck of cards has ever been in that exact order. Because when you do the combinations, it's like it would take trillions of years to like do every version of what mm. that deck could be. So. 
mathematically, it's likely that it's the first time it's been that order. And here's another bonus one. The world record for a person holding their breath underwater is just over 11 minutes. No, 24 minutes. Mm-mm. 24 that, minutes. No, they died for 24 minutes is what you're saying. And then the no, organs Dude, if you go to out life. to like Thailand and Malaysia, there's these like old school divers that these guys just go down and over, you know, they're like old men now and just over their lifetime has just increased their lung capacity. They can stay underwater for like 20 minutes while they fish and dive and, you know, they have like, you know, caged I think I can make it like bottom. 30 seconds. I, I feel proud about that. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for I'm a Believer. <laughs> Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Joel Edgerton for joining us today, as well as producer Raymond Fadhanavi Rangoon. Go check out their film, 13 Lives. It is powerful. It's out on Amazon right now. Also, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com to see all of our daily content, including the summer issue of Relevant. It's not part of our daily content mix. It's our big content. Um, Also, I mean, it features Naomi Rain and John Favreau and James Vincent McMorrow and so many great artists and thinkers and leaders and ideas. Go check it out. It's available for free. Thanks to our friends at World Vision. Also, Relevant Plus subscribers get their beautifully designed enhanced edition right there in their account dashboard, and it's ad-free. If you don't know about Relevant Plus, it is the best way to experience our content. It's the best way to support this podcast. Plans start as low as $250 a month, just like Patreon. Also, you get a lot of extras, more than most Patreons. You get an ad-free edition of this podcast. You get an exclusive subscriber podcast. You get unlimited articles and ad-free viewing at relevantmagazine.com. And like I mentioned, our beautiful quarterly digital magazine as well. Make sure to go find out more information about all the plans by clicking the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Also, while you're at the site, make sure to check out Deeper Walk, our weekday devotional series presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for right there on the Faith homepage, or you can just check out that day's post each morning in the Faith section and on the front page of our website. Um, hey, if you like the show, you have a favorite part of the show, something stands out to you, tell people about it. Rate it and review it wherever you listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other platforms we're on. Tell your friends, post about the show, help us spread word. Going into the fall, we have some fun plans coming up. We would love to see your feedback and have you tell your friends, you know, check out the show if you like it. All right. On that note, we will wrap it up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. For Jesse Carey, we'll see you next time, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Pretty sure the pigs are pretty stoked about this development. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today.